welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in a small town. I'm your host, Jennifer Olson, and my co-host is... I'm Russ Williams. I'm Director of Ethos Small Business Incubator, Co-working Spaces, Training and Development here in downtown Marion, Illinois. Thank you for joining us, and thank you to our sponsors for Small Town Big Business support, and that includes Arcadia Wealth Group, Light Diamond Harley-Davidson and RV, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Swinford Media Group, and our friends at Union Street Arts. You can find Small Town Big Business Podcast on any of your favorite apps. Uh, also, if you want to see the video version, check us out on YouTube. But wherever you find us, subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. So our special guests today are from Celebrations Event Center. They are also plugged in in a number of other ways in our community, and you'll hear more about that. But Without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Dylan Maccabee and John Hiltz. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. You guys are the beards for us today. Yes. I like that. I yeah. just started yeah. regrowing mine, so I've got an excuse, but nice. Nice beards. Thank you. <laughs> Been working on these for a little bit. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, tell us about celebrations, but maybe tell us like preview what you did before celebrations, how you made it to this town, things like that. Okay. Um, so I'm originally from Centralia, just about an hour north of here. Um, was in the military, bounced around for a little bit and came back home, decided to move down a little bit more this way where there's a little bit more going on. Um, me and John met at the warming center in Carbondale. Uh, we were both serving there, and one of the guys in the warming center said something about the military, so we got that brought up, and then John approached me and was like, hey, you were in the military, realized we were both in the Marine Corps, started talking about Marine Corps stuff, and then realized we went to the same church, just didn't run into each other, then realized we had kids the same age, wow. and then turned into this really awesome friendship um, that eventually turned into celebrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the time I think isn't that your brother over there? And they're like, no, we just happened. So I'm originally from. Uh, I was born in Maine, lived in Texas, Mexico, my whole life. Missionary. Um, after I got out of the Marine Corps, I I was involved in a whole number of different businesses and different things. Kind of the serial entrepreneur kind of going on. So I've always DJed and just kind of been all in, involved in that that DJ and nonprofit work. So uh, that's how we were feeding the homeless. And then we get involved with hearing about an opportunity about buying a business. So we've been there in July, it'll be two full years. Okay. Yeah. Tell us a little background about the building and the business itself, because it has a history. Celebration Event Center was built in the 60s, and it was an old golf course. Uh, some of the land behind it got uh, changed into uh, houses. So we have about 16 acres sitting with like nice indoor and outdoor wedding space. Um, but we've been having weddings there and doing all kinds of different events, comedy, stand-up nights, uh, different type of music events. And we're actually trying to get more into the uh, corporate event during the week and place for training. So, But it's a good, uh, it's a good sturdy building that's... There's a lot of opportunity, a lot of potential for the area. How much work did it take as far as updating it or making changes to get it to where it is today? Uh, like with any new business, you run into some pretty big snags right up front. Uh, as soon as we took over, both of our coolers went out, and they were the original coolers from the 60s. So I had all the stuff piped through the whole building to the general to the, uh, what are they called downstairs the basement. Well, no, the, the blew up. They cooled it. Um, 
the cooler to the actual cooler, the compressor. Mm -hmm. The compressor mm -hmm. was the word I was looking for. So when we first took over, both of our coolers went out, and the compressors were in the basement. So when they went out, the compressors blew up, shot oil everywhere. Uh, and then like a month later, one of our HVACs went out. And so not really a whole lot of updating, just a whole lot of maintenance hit us right off the bat, getting mm -hmm. started and stuff. But. So who was the first one to see the opportunity for celebrations? Uh, that was me. I had I knew some people that were getting married there, and I've DJed there a couple times, and I heard it was for sale. So I gave them a call and said, hey, are you really for sale? And I said, well, we want to come check it out. And then I didn't actually tell them first, so we had got our couples together over at, uh, what's the name of the place? Well, the breakfast place. Um where it all started. Yeah. Uh, Bob Evans. Bob yeah. Evans. Yeah. So, so, so we met at, yeah. Yeah. We, we met at Bob Evans, and we actually took all the kids, and we, we sent all the kids to another table, so the waitress had to deal with them, and they were ordering, like, giant, you know, yeah. chocolate pancakes and all the fun stuff. And I sat there and said, hey, guys, you know, we've talked about, you know, starting businesses. Like, they want to start their own business one day. We talked about wanting to have it. So this kind of overlapped. So it kind of made a, a cool God opportunity, we believe, that – it kind of laid in our lap and said, hey, this is what it is. This is how much money we need to raise for a down payment. I don't even know if we can get a loan. Let's just try. See what we can do. Yeah. So, And you had some business experience with the DJ business. Yeah. Did I, you have I business? had zero business okay. experience. Pretty much went from the Marine Corps to my government job. Had no clue where to start, where to go. And John luckily had enough to get us in the door with the right people, talk to the right places, and get it all figured out. So you said government jobs, so be interested to hear more about, are you also still working full-time? And you mentioned your family at the Bob Evans origin mm -hmm. story. Are they a part of this effort? Uh, yeah, so we both still work full-time, okay. uh, both for the government, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 stuff. Um, family's both really involved. Um, John's wife, Amber, without her, I don't know if we'd be able to do it. She keeps up with the day-to-day the -day stuff when we're at work, does a lot of the tours and does all the invoicing and billing and all that stuff. And yeah, the, the kids helping out move chairs and stuff. It's been a nice nice touch, too. Helps uh, move stuff a little bit faster when you got four little minions running around moving chairs. Yeah, de definitely we couldn't do this without um, my wife, Amber. Uh, she's the one that's kind of the – she's great with the people, great with working with the brides. Uh, she makes friends with all, all of them pretty much essentially. So she's there at the weddings, and she's crying when they're walking down the aisle too. So it's, it's a fun experience for her, but she runs the day-to-day -day operations. I keep everything legal and make sure all the business side. So I've ran uh, residential care facilities. I've started about three nonprofits wow. uh, off the ground and probably combined in a couple million dollars worth of grants and stuff like that. So that's one of the – our partners is Arise Veteran Foundation. They kind of helped – uh, launched me and they've really been a big mentor with me helping veterans start businesses mm -hmm. so they uh, they're they're my my quick dial like hey I have a question I, I need to talk to somebody about some business stuff I need some advice so there's people part of that group that have run businesses of all kinds of nursing homes to restaurants to um, apartment buildings so I can get a hold of them and say hey this is what kind of issue I'm having so it's a great resource so I have yeah. a good network of people that can help keep me out of trouble and keep me going the right direction, but yeah. having that support. 
Well, I know from the Friday group that we're in that community is very important to your heart. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about what the why you do what you do and what you maybe a a bigger picture of what you do or what you want to do. Well, uh, I've been a my job has always been my way for me to be able to support my ministry habit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that whether that's when I was a kid, I was working a lot in Mexico in the dumps and stuff like that. Uh, We've worked with feeding the homeless. We created mobile showers for the homeless in the past. Um, our goal now is we'd like to help figure out a way to give uh, more sustainability for fresh food and vegetables and like that for rural communities. Rural poverty is a much more hidden thing. So we have on our 16 acres, our goal probably hopefully this time next year would be to have a full-fledged community garden out there that could be raising food where people could buy veggies there. We'll be to also could bring kids there and teach them how to grow their own veggies in their backyard. I don't care if we're giving away free tomato plants for people. But our goal is we'd like to see everyone in Marion to be able to raise some fresh food on their own in some way, help give some trading back and forth, then provide a way for people to get that fresh nutrition in their system that's not with all the preservatives and right. to kind of get back to those roots. And did you buy into this or is this something that you, it's taken a while for you to be involved? Uh, no, right off the bat, I was yeah. I was all in on it. It was a great idea. Um, like we said earlier, it used to be a golf course, so it has the extra building that was the cart shack yeah. where they had the golf carts and stuff. So our, our bigger picture is to turn that into the farmer's market and have another place where people can come and go, be a part of celebrations, but also be separate and be able to serve and help out and fill the void in the area. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because you're mentioning of grow your own food and understand how to feed yourself. Mm-hmm. It kind of feeds into this supply chain challenges that are happening. And I wanted to circle back to this anyway, but... Um, if you're at the two-year mark, you may have heard of this thing called COVID, the pandemic. So how did you all survive through that? We took over right at the end. Uh, well, I guess if you can say the end, um, right as they were allowing people to get back into okay. public and do stuff. Uh, we dealt with a little bit of it, having to have, you know, plexiglass shields up in places and hand sanitizer and stuff everywhere. But... For the most part, we've been on the back end of a lot of the COVID stuff. The, the big difference now, between, especially in, in our industry, is previously a lot of people would book a wedding uh, a year out, two years out. You know, they're calling, hey, we're getting married in a year and a half. We're looking for a venue and doing all those kind of sort of things. So we kind of had a big backlog of weddings that all got... So in the front end, we had a bunch of stuff going on. Then we had some space. Now we're getting a lot more people say, hey, we're getting married in six weeks mm-hmm. and almost no planning. They're like, we hope we can find a DJ. We hope we can find photographers and caterers. And we're like, that's awesome. We will give you every opportunity and we're networking as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't seem like people are planning as far out because there was so many times where people were waiting a year and then the government would say hey you're, you can't do it or you can only have 30 people so right. people didn't want to plan and worry about that so that's been a big difference is just that pivot yeah. on not having those consistent long-term bookings out yeah. there and have you found this community really good at networking what you, what you were talking about tying people together in order to do photography and all the other things yeah that's one of the things i love about marion and even going from the bible studies or different groups that uh we attend uh We've just met some really awesome, amazing people and some really good vendors that it's a lot of cross um, 
cross, not cross selling, but like cross promotion. Someone says, Hey, I really want a good media guy. I know who I can name right away. I know I need a good uh, photographer. I'm going to say, here's four or five, call them quick because they're booking up. Uh, same thing with caterers. We've tasted all the great caterers yes. in the area and we can definitely <laughs> tell you, I, I know who I want to come to your wedding because I want to eat that too. So yeah, that's, uh, that's one of my favorite things is when we do a tour with a couple getting married and I see where they're at. Like, do you have a photographer? Do you have food? And they're like, no, we don't have food. I'm like, oh, awesome. Like, what kind of food are we talking? And then I get to, you know, play caterer, food truck, and the different, tell them my favorite places and stuff. Yeah. All the uh, the people that we've met since doing celebrations, all the people that come in to decorate or do food or all the different, you know, business acquaintances we've made. It's been really awesome since being there. So in addition to the people power of the network, um, are there any other tools or resources, hacks, programs that you kind of wouldn't want to live without? I don't know. I think the big one for us is uh, utilizing good SEO, search engine search engine optimization for our area. We utilize that a lot with business, uh, Google business and stuff like that because being rural, we have it's it's much different for us in how we advertise and how we market here versus in St. Louis. So we've had weddings come all the way down from Chicago, up from Kentucky, and like all over. So we have to ha actually have a fairly large umbrella for where we're advertising, and then we still get people every wedding. I didn't even know this place is back here. This place yeah. is gorgeous. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. So it's just trying to bring that awareness. So. I think by utilizing our partners, by doing smaller events, whether that's the open mics, the stand up, the uh, we ho I host Marion Connects there. It's something we can do. Well, it just gets more people into our building, mm -hmm. and the more people that helps our marketing and our effect. But that's yeah. really the, our biggest hack is really just being willing to work with your community and to mm -hmm. really go out there and find people that want to learn. Yeah. Talk more about those offerings because you do more than weddings. Yeah, uh, we do. Just kind of any social event, you know, birthday parties, baby showers, um, class reunions. We got a bunch of those coming up, uh, weddings. Um, we've started doing comedy shows. We're going to try our hand at an open mic and see how that goes. Just any kind of get together almost. We've had 618 singles. They've put on events there. They did speed dating, which I did not know what that was going to be like. And it turned out awesome. And there was probably like 50, 60 people in there. And a bunch of them found really good friends. And they're still mm -hmm. hanging out. And they come to the comedy nights. Uh, we've done all sorts of events. We have the Beard and Mustache Club uh, enthusiasts of Southern Illinois. You know, <laughs> since we have to uh, support them. But they're another <laughs> charitable organization that raises money for all kinds of things. Uh, they meet there once a month, and it, we're just finding, providing space for them. Mm -hmm. But it helps us so another avenue where we can give back to our community and at the same time bring more people in. So. And you mentioned Marion Connects, right? So both you and Jennifer are part of that mm -hmm. organization. Talk, talk more about that. Yeah. Well, Marion Connects is a, it's a group of local Marionites, people that got together that love their city, and they want to do what they can to help uh, 
drive more business in this way. They want to drive more people to come support the businesses, especially here locally downtown. So they meet once a month and then they're trying to put on some different events. Our, our last event was a, a bubble chalk DJ. So I DJed out there and I had a bunch of kids and they're doing chalk art and have bubbles and it's just a way for families to get out and get together and meet each other in our own community. So we don't need to go to another city to have fun. We all have, we have it right here. And we have an amazing city that supports us. So Marion Connects is a, just a group of citizens that's working together to do something good here. I think too, you know, it's what they're doing is free entertainment that is yeah. family friendly. It's very PG. And that is something that to me just builds such a stronger community when you bring young families together and, you know, give kids a place to make memories because they're hopefully going to talk about how when they grew up, they came down to the base of the clock tower and they were a part of a great party. And so whatever we can do to help make memories. You mentioned comedy shows. So that's, I think, a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, probably have to go back to the 80s, maybe Cuckoos, if everybody remembers Cuckoos. But it was <laughs> <laughs> a little before me. myself. Never yeah. heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> but tell us about the comedy shows of why why comedy? What, what, what did you want to bring? Um, so we both really enjoy comedy. Uh, comedy is just such a wide array of what different people like and different stuff. And we thought... For one, it's a way to get more people into the building to figure out, you know, we are back there. Um, the new group is it's comedy celebrates, but it's it's a new startup with the local comedians that are trying to get their their feet on the ground a little bit more. Yeah. So we provide a place for them, and then they in turn you and know, bring people to us, and it works out really good. Awesome. So, what skills translate from Marine Corps? What what did you learn along the way that you implement um, into how you do business? A uh, big, uh, big term in the Marine Corps was adapt and overcome. Okay, um, fair. We're learning a lot of stuff on the fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you can sit around and complain about it, or you can just figure it out and go through it and get it done. And me and John have learned that we could move chairs around really quick just by doing it and getting it done. And there's been a lot of, a lot of chair moving. <laughs> And that's the primary one, and that's that's another reason why we had the the common nights. Is okay. Let's we need to make sure we have consistent revenue. So because of COVID, we were having people. You know, we're ready for this wedding in three weeks, and then they call up and say, "Hey, we're not coming." Well, that's a big chunk of revenue that's not coming in if you don't have a wedding. So it's our way to. Well, we know we can have these open dates. If it's open a month out, we can put a comedy night there, and at least that's something going on that night rather than a zero. So we're not open daily like other bars and restaurants, but that gives us the ability to have some extra revenue on those nights. It's a little slow. Yeah. Good. And if you need something at Celebrations Painted, we'll just find somebody from the Navy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us on the same line something that you did not expect in business ownership, but you figured it out. Other than setting up chairs, something, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the hardest thing for me was more the the legal side of running uh, the bar operations. I did not know anything about the paperwork for owning, operating, any of those things. So I literally sat down and said, okay, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to learn. So that's where I, I networked with some people I knew. I worked through it, had to make a lot of calls, a lot of trial and error to make sure that we're all staying legal. Uh, but that was much more difficult than I probably was expecting it to be. I'm, I'm good now with it. It was just the learning process. So there's been a lot of things we had to do. When we started, we had no POS system. So try, there was no tracking of any of the 
alcohol there's no tracking of contracts digitally so we had to sit down and learn a whole new system and that has streamlined us a lot but we definitely need it <laughs> yeah that did help a lot um i didn't really ever think about having to deal with uh, wedding parties and wedding <laughs> drama i you know going into uh event center you know in wedding venue you kind of think about it but you don't realize until you're in there and you know you have the the mother-in-law problems and crazy wedding problems and stuff and yeah. trying to figure out how to handle that professionally and stuff was that was a real eye-opener the first couple of times that happened yeah did you have other resources to tap that you may have tapped into the community or university or something that's helped the business grow uh, not so much university, mostly just the community. It's just finding uh, fellow people that I, that I know that do marketing. I talk to them and find out how what works or connect with the community or find out who I know in the community because then those are the ones that really know. The reason I was able to talk and get everything done so quickly was so I was able to meet people that know people that work at the city. Well, whenever I had a question, it's a whole lot easier to go over and say, hey, this is what I need to do. Walk me through this. What do I need to file? And the city's been really helpful. But if I didn't have those connections, I didn't feel like I'd be as confident to be able to even ask the right way. Yeah. So um, where do you see things going in the future? Anything that you kind of have game plan as far as adding or changing? Um, like we said earlier, definitely the uh, the whole farmer's market, garden stuff. We definitely want to get that up and running and get that started. Um, I would just like to keep adapting and updating. Our our venue is kind of unique to the area that it's, you know, nothing against barn venues or other kind of things, you know, but everything kind of goes into a trend. So we're trying to keep our nice kind of the elegant, and I love beard guys that are talking about elegant. The more the elegant <laughs> chandelier, you know, this is uh, a very classic, traditional looking wedding space, but then it also with a nice outdoor area. So we just want to make a really good venue that people can come and say, we had a great wedding there. Uh, whenever people were like this past weekend, people were really stressed out and they're, they're worried. And I would skip reassuring them it's going to be okay you know it's going to work out just you know take a break i'll make sure you got what you need and at the end of it, they're like man we really appreciate you because you helped us through that we were so stressed out it's like that's what we're here for we want to make sure that you have a great day and a great event you're not worrying about well there's a trash overflowing what do we go we take care of all that mm -hmm. for you so we want you just to have a great time with your family and make like you said those good memories so that's what we try to do is just have our customer service and our, we want our experience to be the best that's good I mean, I would describe your facility as classic, elegant, mm -hmm. timeless. And I think when people look back in their photos, you know, that, that does mean something. Mm -hmm. So I think you're on the right track. Yeah. Well, you personally picked up and moved here. But more recently, at the time of this recording, you've got others who have come alongside you, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pulling my my brother-in-law and my sister will be moving here in a couple weeks and on top of that my parents are going to be moving here and then possibly my grandparents from from maine yeah. so they're all kind of coming this way so we're just trying to bring everyone we know to southern illinois uh, <laughs> not everyone's leaving southern illinois we actually think it's really great yes. here and there's a lot of awesome potential especially in marion awesome things that are happening so we're getting more and more people that we know and encouraging them and say hey you should start your business over here you should come here but awesome. having my family here you know they're gonna i'll get some extra free work out of them too and some <laughs> some free babysitting so that'll be yes. nice there you go that's the big one good place for ex-marines to come maybe start a business yeah yeah, yeah. sure excellent 
Well, I can't imagine how we top that perfect ending, but I want to make sure that if you kind of thought of things um, ahead of this and we make sure we give you the, the platform to say anything that we didn't ask or that you want to talk about. I think that's it. Yeah. Anything else you think you should add in? or? No, I was going to mention you've taken advantage of the classes and, and advisors and things that we've offered here at Ethos, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. Not just appreciate it, but we hopeful. Mm-hmm. we hope that we helped you. Yeah, one of the great resources that we use, you know, we uh, utilize Ethos, and they provide a lot of uh, uh, free classes or great seminars or opportunities or even just getting a chance to meet other uh, business owners here in the Ethos building. So by participating with Ethos, you know, it's really helped us in the in the long run of connecting with our fellow coworkers, but also getting ideas and that marketing strategy and that working and learning process. So Ethos has really helped us out a lot. Excellent. Well, Dylan and John, thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Thank you. Really appreciate it. First podcast, or have you done podcasting before? This is my first. There you go. First time really talking into a microphone at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's so easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But thanks. Appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank all of our listeners and watchers for tuning in to episodes of Small Town Big Business. And thank you to our sponsors again. Includes Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond, Harley-Davidson, and RV. Fowler Heating and Cooling, the Swinford Media Group, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and Union Street Arts. And I'd like to thank our guests for not only starting their business here, but locating here and bringing their family and friends along and appreciate it very much and glad that you find our community to be welcoming. Um, For our watchers and listeners, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube so you don't miss a single episode. And with that, I'm Jennifer Olson. And I'm Russ Williams. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us.